Welcome to Born to Sell Denver with Brian Smith and Sean Modry. We have a special guest today, Mike Olson from the Go Colorado Home Team. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a Lakewood, Colorado resident, been here my whole life, and got into real estate back in 2010, which in hindsight was a really good time to get in. Um, If I'm being honest, I... Timing is everything. I had no... uh, no foresight. I just kind of decided to get my license. But what ended up happening was I was able to get my feet wet and while not much was happening in the market and then kind of figure out what I was doing. And ever since then, it just feels like it's kind of been on a, a long, steady wave. So it's been been great. Awesome. And so uh, tell us a little bit about your team then. Yeah. So in 2014, a partner and I opened a brokerage called Go Colorado Realty. And we didn't have any aspirations of being the next Remax or anything. We just kind of wanted to keep more of the money that we were making. Um, And it grew very organically just through people that we got to know or we've known for a while who got into real estate and made the decision in 2020 after a lot of conversations with uh, Kevin Wachter to bring our brokerage over as a team to KWA. And that, in hindsight, that was about as good of timing as you can get because I went from being kind of the person with answers to right when we went into COVID, now all of a sudden I had a bunch of people that were resources for us, which was amazing. Mm. Very cool. Okay. And so what kind of production did you guys do last year? <clears throat> yeah, so last year we our GCI was uh, 900 69,000 for our team. We've got six agents on our team and um, did just over 80 transactions. And that was a little bit of a down year for us, which makes sense because last year was just kind of so uh, chaotic and kind of fell off the cliff there. But um, overall, our agents are happy and our clients are happy, which is really what matters in the end. That's right. And now these the people that are on your team, do they have any specialties or is everybody kind of doing their own business or... You know, what does that look like? Yeah. Yep. We are um, very much kind of just out there doing our own thing with our with our own clients and then there to support each other in that. So we've got some agents that live up north. Um, so I'll partner with them to do, you know, deals up in, in Boulder and those kind of things. But for the most part, it's just our agents getting out there, um, getting in front of their potential clients and then going out and, and keeping them happy. So your team structure, to jump in on this, so your team structure is more of a support team model. So I'm assuming, and I'm just going to take some stabs at it here, that you have some type of admin, either virtual or live? Yep. Yep. So we've got, um, and that's, again, kind of individual to our agents. Like I've got my TC and um, an assistant that helped me. And so it's more of just kind of the support of what do you need to grow your business? Yeah. And then when those inevitable questions of, hey, I've never done this before, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Actually picking up the phone and getting back to them quickly. Yeah, because we were talking offline, you know, one of the things you said, which I appreciate you saying, is you said, you know, we're not the traditional Keller Williams team. And then we got into some more conversation about what that meant. And and you were saying, like, coming in and, you know, pounding the phones, you know, expireds, fizzbos, right? And, you know, I'm an old bold coach. So, you know, (laughs) I get what you're saying. And what I want to explore is a little bit more into – how do you lead a team that's that way? Because that's a really, it, 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 I think it's it's a great team. At least it sounds good to run a team that way to somebody who's listening who's thinking, I want to build a team like that. But it's also very challenging to hold people accountable to their numbers. So how do you combine those two? Right. Yeah. It is kind of an interesting balance. And we're not the people that are 
probably not like we should be, but holding people's feet to the fire and saying, hey, we need you to be out here doing this, having X amount, you know, X amount of conversations. And what we found with the group that we have is that they're all out there. Some of them are part-time agents. They've got other stuff going on, which is okay with us. Um, and their production levels are great knowing that. And um, for us, it's mo- always been more about kind of brand um, awareness and what does that look like? So the number one thing that doesn't work for us is if we have somebody who's making a complaint about one of our agents and how they're doing business, mm-hmm. which doesn't knock on wood um, really happen because we know the people that we've got working with us and they're all out there doing what they need to do to keep their clients happy. Okay. And so do you guys, uh, do you do like team meetings or anything, get togethers? Like what do you do as a, as a team organization to kind of keep the team together? Right. Um, most of our agents, one of the things that they love is that they're kind of out there doing, um, doing their own thing. So it's more individual check-ins in terms of, Hey, you know, we talked last time about some things you want to do to grow your business. How are you doing? And that level of accountability can be different and it is different for all of our agents. Some people are just doing their thing and some people want a little bit more guidance and conversations about how to build their business. But in terms of sitting down for team meetings, it's not really something we do too often. And I think they appreciate that. Okay. So really a lot of it then just comes down to building your brand. So what are you guys doing? You have a good brand. What are you doing to build your brand? Yeah. I think that really in hindsight, I kind of got into real estate because I thought it would be fun. Um, and had that moment, you know, five years into the career, I was like, oh, like I'm actually, I'm doing this and I'm doing it well. And looking back, people are like, well, how'd you do it? And really all that we were doing was just doing a good job for our clients and being involved in our community. You know, my uh, business business partner just retired from being a um, head boys basketball coach. Um, you know, he moved here probably close to 20 years ago, not knowing a soul and built his business um, year over year, every year for 15 years, just by getting out there and being involved in the community, which I think can sometimes be lost in the world of social media and, and all of those other tips and tricks to, to get leads, right? Yeah. So a lot of it then is just, just personal interaction is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. I think that, and taking care of your customers, taking care of your customers. I always tell people the number one compliment that I can get is if somebody says that I'm genuine Mm -hmm. and that's kind of my goal for all of my interactions with, with my clients and just with people in life. And I think that that translates into kind of building that trust and knowing that you'll do a good job for them when it comes down to it. So what's important then for you to do in order to build that trust and to be considered to be genuine? Like what, what is the most important thing for you? I think being a resource um, and not just when somebody calls me and says, Hey, how much is my home worth? Right. But I have multiple people that call me probably three times a year needing a recommendation for something or just wanting to talk through some thoughts on, you know, they were sitting down with their spouse and they said, well, in five years, where do we want to be? And having honest conversations and being a true resource for our clients outside of just the typical real estate needs is kind of what I would say um, has led to a lot of our, our success over the years. You know, I think a lot of teams, especially a lot of the teams that, uh, get put on stage or get interviewed and, you know, put in the limelight, they really talk about drive and production and numbers and things like that. And really what I'm kind of hearing so far is, is you're just a good guy and you take care of your people. That I would say that that's, that's a pretty good synopsis of it. Yeah. Is it, is it bad that as a coach, I'm like having heart palpitations over here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. But I'm like, how do you measure this stuff? How do you, how do you control the variables? How are you going to, 
ensure that you're going to exceed your goals this year? Like I, my brain is as full of these questions. I'm sure you, you obviously you're very successful. So you're doing these things. I just don't know right. if, if you're intentionally doing them or if it's just something that naturally is happening. If I'm being completely honest, a lot of it just kind of happens naturally uh, because I always, I truthfully, I feel like a failure when we talk about those metrics and how many, you know, how many calls did you do and all of those things on it. I'm kind of like, well, like I shouldn't be here, right? Um, be, oh, you feel like a fraud. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, oh. Welcome to the table. Right. Yeah, we're all imposters here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all feel that way. Well, it's good to know the stuff. Maybe speak. Brian doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, anyway, so. <laughs> this, <laughs> this isn't about you, Sean. <laughs> I appreciate it. Is my therapist it. coming? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, but I mean, I think that's an overlooked thing is, is like you can't build a successful business unless you take care of your people. And it's obviously really important to you. And there's definitely teams that I know of and I'm sure you know of, and maybe some you coach, that it's on to the next transaction. Yeah. Right? And if you look at the stat that NAR comes up to, with, is, which is, I think it's something like 87% of the people said they definitely or uh, most likely would use their agent again if they have uh, another real estate need, but only like 19% of them do. Yeah. Because yeah. we often do a transaction, and then we kind of forget our people. And meanwhile, these people become really close and attached because you're helping them build uh, something in their life that's really important, you know? And, and I think we've all had that where these people feel like they're your friends. And with you, they are, it yeah. sounds like. Yep. Yeah, I think that that's, that's very true. And I was thinking about that because I'm, you know... I, I've certainly had clients that probably haven't used me for another transaction, right? But I also have those clients that I would say, again, um, probably the majority, that I don't have to worry about them walking into an open house and getting bamboozled into signing paperwork with another agent because our relationship has been so strong for so long now that they're like, nope, Mike's my guy. I prefer the word influenced. <laughs> not not bamboozled. <laughs> so that's how you relate to your client. Is that also the same attitude you take with your team members? It is. Yep. I think that our whole, you know, people say, well, are you providing leads? Are you doing all that stuff? And that's never, ever been a promise of ours. I certainly will send my agents deals and we'll do them, but I'm not going to promise them 40 online leads a month to, to call because with our team, we've kind of come together because if that was the only way to make money in this business, we wouldn't be making very much money if it was cold calls and internet leads. Do you guys, uh, do you, do you have goals? Do you guys set goals? We do. Um, yes. And, and how again, do you do that? What system do you use or what do you use for that? Uh, to be honest with you, it's more about just collectively getting the individual goals. Um, again, we're not here. We're not saying, well, you know, you did 18 transactions that last year, we really want you to do 24 this year because that just doesn't seem genuine to me, right? If my agent is saying, listen, I did 18 this year and that was perfect. It let me go do things with my family, but I still got the fulfillment of doing work. That's great. Um, and again, I'm certainly not going to be the, the leader of the next billionaire real estate company because I'm too laid back for that. But I think that it just kind of comes down to if they're happy with their lives and with the with the work life balance, then we're happy with them and for them. Please, please don't feel like we're criticizing. You oh no, because no, 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 no. we're just <laughs> super curious because it is a very rare structure, oh, yeah. right? And it's not it's it's definitely not something that is commonly coached. No, nope. right? Well, and it's it, hard to coach, right? It's right. 
The yeah. I mean, how? Yeah. What metrics do you use to say, <laughs> well, you know. How many kumbayas did you get this month? Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. But it's awesome because, you know, I know there's a lot of people listening that would be like, oh, my gosh, I would love to be on a team like that where I feel supported and cared for, yet I have my own autonomy and I'm around successful producing people. It's just really rare to be able to pull that off. Yes, I would, I would agree with that because, again, I kind of, uh, you know, hear about the normal metrics and I'm like, wow, I really suck at this job. But, you know, in, in the end, I'm doing, you know, as a team, we're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, honestly, I think there's a lot of teams who say they hold their people accountable, mm. right? And a lot of their people aren't holding, uh, well, they aren't hitting their goals. And so you're really holding me accountable, right? So like a lot of people are running their teams kind of like this, where it's very laid back and it's relationship-based and everything. And they like to think that they're doing something different. So it's it's nice to hear that there's somebody actually admitting it and saying, look, you know, we're all about like everybody hitting their own individual goals. And whatever your goal is, I'm okay with that. And I'm here to support you. Yeah. Right? Yep. So what are some of the things that you can do as a team um, that can support your agents so they can actually achieve the goals that they set for themselves. Right. Yep. And I think that with our agents, we have a, a little bit over the gambit of just some people who've been doing it for six to eight years, very, very competent, very, you know, and then some people who are newer and really trying to work on building those businesses. Right. So I'm a believer that the, the best way to build a sustainable business is through the relationships, right through. And of course we talk about that with your database and, and doing all of those things. Right. But again, I always tell people there's a million ways to make money in real estate and you have to find the one that's going to work for you that you're actually going to do, right? You know, kind of harkens back to the seven styles of real, of real estate um, and yeah. just kind of, you know, those things. But there's a way to make money, but you have to enjoy doing it while you're doing it or it's never going to happen. Okay. Are you using any kind of like database management program? What do you do to stay connected? Yeah, I use command. Okay. When I say I, I mean kind of my assistant. I'm very helpless in that thing. Um, <laughs> it's the way a lot of people are. They're like, yeah, we use it. I don't know how to use it because somebody else uses it. But yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, so I just sent out an email over the weekend. I rented a dumpster and I'm parking in front of my house and just sending it to my, all my clients and saying, doing spring cleaning. You have crap you need to throw away. Come swing it. Wow. What's your what's address? Your address? <laughs> right. That's a uh, private information. Have you tried to get rid of a mattress lately? Boy, <laughs> you're better off getting rid of plutonium. Yep. I know. Or, or one of those old TVs. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't take oh, those. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so that's kind of like you do some advanced type things. Yep. So yeah, that, that's my favorite way to, to connect. You know, I hosted a, an ice skating event for my clients and mostly my clients with kids and they came out and it was kind of a disaster, but I got to catch up with a lot of people and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Tell me about that because you know my kids are really into hockey. So what did you do for that? Where did you do it? Yeah. What did it cost you? Yep. Over in Belmar, there's a little uh -huh. ice skating rink that you can rent out from like 9 to 11 a.m. on the weekends. So I did that. I think it was like $600, pretty inexpensive to yeah. host, you know, up to 70 people. Um, and then I got, you know, hot chocolate and coffee and donuts and all that good stuff. But it was a lot of fun and just a great way to have an excuse during the middle of winter to go and, you know, have people come say hi. Brian, could you literally see you tell Mikkel you're going to put a dumpster in your front yard for your client <laughs> event? We just use the one across the street, actually, at the house across the street that's under construction. <laughs> say, hey, everybody bring your stuff, but make sure you do it after dark. <laughs> my wife would never go for it. It was actually my wife's idea. What? I know. We've got a little circle drive in front of our yard, and so she was like, just put it there. And now, going back to the ice skating thing, how many people showed up? 
We had about 45. 45. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yep. And uh, what are some of the other events that you've done? I've done Rockies uh, games, um, which was a lot of fun. I have done, let's see. God, it's been so, I've done so many different things. Um, yeah. This year, I'm thinking about renting out a movie theater. Okay. Um, and then. You should listen to my podcast with, who was it that did that? Somebody did, somebody rented out the movie theater. I think it was uh, Erica. Was it Erica? No. Um, anyway, well, let's move on. Yeah. You, so, so many this week. Yeah, Can't we've had there. a lot. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, but you know, that was like $3,000, I think is what the cost of that was. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So just little things like that, because I feel like that person in person interaction is really, really important. You know, once play, people are in a, in a house and it's, it's been very good to me just because you kind of continue to build that relationship. Okay. And I think one of the mistakes that people make when they do an event is they, they do one, they don't get a huge turnout and they get frustrated yep. and they don't realize like you have to build it into your, I call it culture yep. with your database. Like yep. your, your database has a culture and you got to get it built it in that you're doing these events and then they build over, over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I'm not, as we talked about the person who's just going to really pick up my phone and I'm getting better, but, and just randomly call people. Right. Yeah. Cause I always feel like I'm, you know, just intruding on their day or whatever. It's really, really easy to get in touch with people and say, Hey, I'm hosting this event. Do you and your kids want to come? Cause they're glad to hear from you. Right. So if you're an agent who is struggling with a reason to make those calls, that's a really, really good one. And that's where, um, really where the money is made is in the, you know, the letting them know and then following up. Yeah. Well, and you take an event like the ice skating thing, costs you 600 bucks and some hot chocolate, yep. right. And a couple hours of time and you had an impact on 40 some people, right. Yep. That are in your database. And there's lots of different ways you can spend $600, but that's probably a pretty good return, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I would 100% agree. And you kind of changed my mind during one of your Brian talks about... Oh, Brian talks. We should, yeah. We should we should do that tomorrow. No, we should record those. Yeah, oh, anyway. We so should record going, Sorry. <laughs> no, um, but you talked about how many people are in your database and what if you say you're going to spend $10 a person on average for those. What does that allow you to do? And there's no chance that that isn't a money-making proposition for an agent if you commit to just doing fun things yeah, for your I re- people. I remember that conversation now. I do remember it. Um, how many people in your database? Um, I have 526. Okay. Pretty healthy. Yeah. 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 Certainly could be better. Um, you know, I, there's still, there's always room for improvement, right? And are you adding people on a regular basis? Or are you? Just- I'm getting much better at that. Okay. What are you doing to do that? Um, a lot of it is just interactions with people that I used to let slip through the cracks. So, you know, for example, I went and met with a lady, they're going to be getting divorced. She just wanted to know what her house was worth. Uh, but they're six to nine months out, you know, because they have to get the divorce stuff figured out. Right. Um, so now she's in my database previously, I would have been like, Oh, she'll get in touch with me. Uh, mm-hmm. right. So I'm getting better at the things that I should have always been doing. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And so where does the business go then? Well, I mean, what kind of goals do you have for the future, what you'd like to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I think that I'm in kind of this funny place in life because my kids are young, right? I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, and we're having so much fun with them. And I've never been the guy who's like, I need to go make a million dollars this year. And that's the only thing that drives me because... Wait till they get older. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, mine don't play hockey, but uh, yeah. soccer can be expensive too. Um, Everything is. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of in this balance of like, how can I continue to provide for my family, allow us to do what we want, but also not get lost on the journey? Uh, mm-hmm. Because with my kids where they're at, I'm really having fun enjoying the journey with them. So for me, getting more heavily into the real estate investing stuff is an active goal. And of course, to do that, you kind of have to dial, you know, dial in some numbers to, uh, to get it done. But I, for the, when I was setting goals for this year, I did them knowing that I'm going to be doing fun things with my family sometimes. And that needs to take precedence over, over work occasionally. You yeah. know, one, one thing to do if you're going to take this journey uh, down real estate investing is uh, teach your clients. Yep. So, like, I don't know if you do. Do you do investment groups and investment seminars? or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, um, we do. And I've got, uh, got some plans for that to loop yeah. in Jake from the office as well because he, he does a really good, a good job with that. And, you know, so I own a couple properties, but I want to keep expanding that just because of what it can do, you know, over, over a lifetime. Yeah, I think it's, the stat is like less than 5% of real estate agents own a second home. It's crazy. It's really low. And so those that are actually doing it and experiencing it to the customer, it's a huge value to them. Yeah. I talk about that quite a bit with um, sometimes with my agents. Um, some of them are very investor heavy and some of them are kind of like, well, I don't really know what to do, but they've used, they brought me in for an investor client and can you put eyeballs on this deal and tell me what your thoughts are? Those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to call you now is the lifestyle realtor. I was thinking Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I like Ted, Ted Lasso. He is. Yeah. yeah. I like Ted Lasso. He's easy going. My must I need a better mustache. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, really what you're doing is is you're you've got a, a great life with your family, your kids, you're very successful, and you're just really looks like you're loving the business. Yeah. You know? And you're enjoying it. You're not stressed out and you know, you're just doing what you love to do and getting business. Is that accurate? That's again, that's a pretty, pretty good synopsis. Um, yes. And obviously sometimes there's stress that comes along with that, but on a day-to-day basis, I really do love what I do and that makes it easy. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so real quick, going back to the team, cause I'm still enamored by this whole concept. This is like rubbing against everything in my belief system. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had a team member, you know, he said, uh, he said, this is a horrible story, but Brian's going to love this. And we all know who this is, but, uh, he said, uh, he said to me, well, this is, uh, this is my family now. And I looked at him and I said, we're not your family. I said, your family is back at home. It's your, your, your wife, your kids, your mom. I said, I said, trust me, if at any time you leave this team, I'm never going to talk to you again. <laughs> I'm not your family. If you can't make your mortgage payment, I ain't going to make it for you. Right. You got to do the work. Yep. Like you're here to do the work. You're not here. We're not here to be friends. Yep. I'm not going to hang out with you. Right. right. I bet that was really inspiring to that person. You know what? Is he, he literally, he needed to hear that. Yep. You know, he did leave the team yeah. shortly after. I think I, I can't remember if I let him go or if he, he, he left on his own. Um, but he calls me like almost once a week now. And, uh, but, but he needed that, you know, but that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of me, right? I'm different personality wise. I'm very different, but, um, going back to your team, um, what, what do you look for, for your team members? Like what, when you're talking to an agent that wants to join your team, what qualities are you looking for? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that really, if I had to boil it down, it's kind of that the building the business, 
based on relationships. Um, I've had plenty of conversations with people say, oh, I'm going to do this with Fizbo's and I'm going to do that. And I said, that is amazing and I know that you're going to crush it. We're just not the right support system for you. But if you want to build a business by building relationships, by doing, I'm going to assume that everybody does the right thing, right? But just by doing things in a way that gets repeat clients. I love that belief. I, I know. We know a lot of people that that's not the case, <laughs> <that's> right? right. <laughs> we've, we've run into a lot over the years. Trust me, we could tell you a story. We should do a podcast on that. Yeah. All the, you know, change the names. But oh. remember this guy, but yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, it, you know, if that's how they either have or want to build their business, then I think we can be a really good support system because we've done so many things over the years. You know, we've spent money on marketing stuff that was complete crap and we've done things that were simple that really worked well. So we can be a good support system for people. So what I heard you say is if somebody's looking for leads, you're like, nope, not a good fit. But yeah. if you want to build your business through the relationships that you develop or have already, yep. you might be a good fit. Yep. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's a really very eloquently way uh, to put it. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's eloquent today. That's awesome. (laughs) I love this guy. So you just said something. You said some of the things we did didn't work. Yep. What were some of those things that you tried? Hopefully they weren't anything in Brian Talks. And uh, where you basically got done and you were like, well, that was a waste. Right. Um, I mean, I remember I did some, I got talked into doing this like, it was online, made a video that was going to be on like the seven news website and all over. And I was like, yeah, this is really cool. And I spent money on it and I did it. And I was like, that was the worst money I've ever spent. And that was when I was kind of, I would probably, it was probably like four or five years in. And so I was kind of looking like, how do I build my business? And so you're trying all this stupid stuff. Right. And then I looked at it. I was like, nobody is going to call me because of that. (laughs) What a joke. Oh, we have all done that. Yes, we have. (laughs) So what are some of the things that you've done uh, where you can look back and say, that made a huge impact in my business? Right. Um, I was pretty heavy into video for a couple of years before COVID. And I was kind of plugged in with this organization. So every month I shot, you know, a little five minute clip interview, those kind of things. So once or twice a month. And it was great for my business, not because people would randomly watch my video and then call me, but because for my sphere to constantly have that feed of, oh, Mike's out there talking about real estate. He's talking about this this week, those kind of things. And I've even had people that I like went to interview for a listing and one of my sellers said, oh, yeah, I remember you saying something like that in your interview. From, and I, was, mm, I mean, it was nice. three, three years ago, right? But it's still mm. providing value. I tell you, repurpose those on TikTok right now. Right. I mean, boy, you get a lot of eyeballs fast and you can redirect it to your Instagram or, you know, back to your lead capture. Oh, I like that. I'm yeah. going to circle back with you on yeah. that. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been telling everybody that. Like, just take your old videos, chop them up, you know, one to three minutes. Yep. Get them out there. Is that what the time frame is? Is like one to three minutes is the ideal yeah, so short on TikTok, it's kind of shorter the better because you only get ranked for somebody watching a certain percentage of your video, like the first fifteen seconds. Right. So, like, if it's a long, long topic, get the full three minutes in. But if you can keep them under a minute or even thirty seconds, um, and then more they're watched, the higher they rank. But people are starting to use just like Instagram, they're starting to use TikTok as a way to do research. Yeah. Right. So they'll type in, you know, like whatever, you know. What are, you know, low interest rates or something like that. Right. And then bam, your video pops up in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then when they call you, they feel like they know you, right? Yeah. It, it makes it almost a warm introduction. But, but, it, but 
TikTok is not good for direct communication. That's where it fails. So so you have to backlink it back to your Instagram. People are good about yep. DMing on Instagram or backlink it to you could do to like Linktree or something like mm-hmm. that and have like your Instagram and then have maybe your your KW yep. landing page or something like that yeah. for them to reach out to you. Do you have a TikTok account? No. I don't either. I have Guess, an, I have an Instagram one. I have that too, but yep. I ever, rarely ever go on. I'm yep. just getting back onto Facebook. Oh man! And then I get on the Facebook, and people start throwing like insults at me. Like today, that was a good one. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was true. It was people, definitely true. You see how many people commented already? Yeah, I <laughs> I'm gonna have to go look those up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. And so, uh, what about adding? So, adding to your database. What are you? What are some of the things you're doing right now to add people to your database? Other than, uh, you know. The typical things like going on a listing appointment that you mentioned earlier. Right. Is it clubs? Is it uh, social events that you do with your family, sports? Yeah. I mean, those are all very organic ways. I mean, I've got, you know, great friends and clients that we met purely because of kids' sports stuff, right? Um, we I've done a lot of giveaways in the past. Um, that's a pretty kind of a quick influx of people. And when you're doing it to your sphere and their sphere, it can be pretty pretty powerful pretty quickly if you want to add you know 50 names to to your database it can it can happen pretty quickly with a 250 dollars giveaway of something of some kind did now do you ask people if you can add them or do you just throw them in there um i always put some language in there that like by signing up for this giveaway you're giving me permission to put essentially put them in my database okay that's cool what about uh just the like you mentioned the kids sports yeah Okay, so you meet uh, uh, families at soccer. Mm-hmm. Do you throw them into your database? Do you ask them? No, I will. I will ask them. I'm not a big fan of just throwing people willy nilly into databases because people do it to me all the time and it drives me bonkers. So I'm always very intentional about it. Um, but very few people are like, "Oh no, I don't want to hear about a free dumpster that I can use." Right? <laughs> because again, it's about providing value, not like random, you know, templated emails every week. Well, I was going to ask you if you ever have anybody that says no, you know, or I think there's definitely people out there that unsubscribe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there definitely is, right? Um, I don't have very many people say yes to that and then like immediately unsubscribe. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of inevitable that somebody's going to unsubscribe at some point. But, you know, when you're getting 150 people opening it and two people unsubscribing because they don't care about whatever it is. That's yeah. okay. Would you like to call one of them out right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're too nice of a guy, probably. Just say, you know what? That Bob from soccer. <laughs> right. That guy's a real jerk. He unsubscribed. So so this is an interesting conversation about, um, because I'm assuming you said your partner, um, he's he's heavily in sports. So I'm assuming his kids are about the same age as yours. He actually doesn't have any kids. No kids. Um, he's just involved in just sports. involved. Yep. Okay. I mean, I, I met him. He was like a you know youth group leader at my church yeah. way back in the day. So so my son goes to a high school of which another top producing agents' kids went to the high school there. Yep. Um, the same time my sister went to high school there. So and they were heavily involved in the marketing in the you know in the school in the sports teams and that kind of stuff. Extreme heavily and dominated that that area for many many years well that agent has now their 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 children have you know grown up you know they're getting married they're having children themselves they've moved out of town you know one of them's out of state and i'm driving my son to school this morning i look up at the 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 football scoreboard and it's a different agent's name right, right? and and i know the other agent whose yeah. name there but it's not nearly as big right as the other agent and and i thought 
how interesting is that that they invested their time in that marketing because it was in front of them because right. their kids are going yep. to school there and it's very involved and then their kids grow up and go away and they go oh no i don't need to do this marketing anymore right so are you anticipating that with your involvement with your because I'm a, just from the science sounds of talking to you, it sounds like a lot of your business is generated through your social networks. Right. Yeah, that's that's very true. I'm a I've learned over the years again that if you're going to do anything when it comes to marketing, it has to be a long term play. Yeah. Right. Whether it's farming, whether you know whatever you know, whether it's you know advertising with the sports the sports teams, whatever that looks like. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know what what I'm going to do when my kids graduate from high school, but it's it would seem very silly to me to throw away all of that time yeah. and effort when you already have a you know a foothold where people recognize your name and know you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so. interesting. Well, I know exactly what you're going to do when your kids like leave. <laughs> you're going to work harder because then you got to pay for college, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I anticipate so. that will be true. <laughs> well, it depends. If they're really good at sports, he won't have to. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's true. There is that. Hopefully they are with all the money I spent on training and everything. Right? I know. Yeah. Seriously. We could have a podcast on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Six and nine, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just wait about four more years. Oh, yeah. It's going to be even more. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna... Well, well the, you know what? This is a valuable con- conversation actually on another ang- angle, which is that age group of having children you know i and and i have too many children that we need to count but that's a very challenging time to be an agent yeah because like you know you're you've got a two o'clock listing appointment and you got to get your kids to you know sports afterwards yes how do you manage that right um let's see i've got people on my team that if somebody needs to see a property you know weekends um obviously i'm around sometimes but like evenings and it's just a conversation that i started having of saying listen i'm busy i've got kids i've got i've got a schedule so i hired somebody to be able to get you in to take a look at places because it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't my value proposition right like i don't bring value necessarily by this is the bathroom yeah (laughs) exactly this is the (laughs) this is the second bedroom that's attached to the jack and jill bath right like that's just that's not where my value proposition is and i never get complaints because my team is awesome right they take very very good care of them um but it is a lot of juggling right because you kind of have this window of taking the kids to sports when you need to and so there's you know, obviously I can work when I'm doing those things to a certain extent, but oftentimes once we get them down to bed, sometimes I'll have to pop on and do some work, you know, that needs to be done before the next morning. Well, I think this is a really good business for having kids in, in sports because I often wonder, like we travel a lot for hockey. I'm sure, you know, if you're not doing it now, you will travel a lot for soccer. Oh, yeah. If you're in the airport on a Sunday night, like half the people there are for youth sports, <laughs> I swear, mm-hmm. coming back from where they're, they're coming from, yep. right? And so I don't know how people who have a nine to five, five days a week job actually manage it or getting the kids to practice and yeah. to games and do all those things. I mean, it's tough, right? So like, not only do you have the flexibility to do that, but it's a great way to build your database. Yeah. You know, in our hockey club, there's a, a thousand kids in our hockey club. Okay. And so that is probably... I don't know, seven, six or 700 families, mm-hmm. right? And the more that you can add to your database, get permission and uh, start sending them stuff. And then you're in front of them all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way to build a business, a real estate business. Yep. And they're mostly within your geography, right? 
Yeah, you have a lot in common. Yeah. You have a lot in common and you live, well, I mean, it, it depends. You know, like our hockey club, there are people that live in Conifer. There are people that live in, you know, Commerce City. There's people that live way up north, way down south. So I don't know about geography, but um, I think it's more about common interests. And you spend a lot of time together. Yeah. 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 And that spending time together becomes fun, right? When you develop actual relationships. It's it's a, it's a good way to pass a Saturday tournament when you're spending six hours around people, when you have those relationships. And you build that trust just kind of through the process of getting to know them. Yeah, that is for sure. Okay, so we have a few minutes left. So what else do you want to tell us about your business or you personally about what you do to be successful? What do you think makes you successful? God, somebody else asked me this and I don't have I don't have a great answer um, because a lot of like when you know Sean's talking about metrics, right? I'm kind of a hard person to to throw up metrics, um, but I think that the theme that I've had um, kind of come to the surface as I've been thinking about that and kind of telling myself, maybe I am a fraud, right? So you have these conversations and I think it's that people that work with me know that I truly have like their best interests. And sometimes those are difficult conversations, right? Sometimes it's shooting myself in the foot and saying, instead of me listing this for you now, why don't I help you work through the numbers so you can keep it as a rental, right? But when you do those things and you lose one sale because of it, those people become your biggest fans and they're the ones telling everybody at the barbecue that you have to call their guy because he passed on a deal so that they could continue to build their wealth. That's funny. That's just what we were talking about before you came in is about agents, about actually, um, are you an agent that just says, yes, sell, or are you the one who actually consults and says, well, you know, let me talk to you about that. Maybe you should keep it. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I've got stories, but, you know, some clients that I did that with, I said, I think that you guys can make the numbers work to keep this property. They called me seven years later um, and wanted me to sell it so that they could pay for their kid to go to their dream college. Mm -hmm. Right. That's awesome. That's the, that's the power that we have as being advisors rather than just yes men. Yeah. I, I feel like I wouldn't be a good coach if I didn't address the elephant in the room. So on the whole thing of the imposter syndrome, right? So on that, you can look at it as a negative or you can look at it as a positive, right? So, Because a lot of people suffer from this, right? I mean, there's a great book. Um, it's called The Upper Limit um, by Gay Hendricks. It's one of the best books. And he was a coach of uh, like CEOs like Michael Dell. He coached Michael Dell for yeah. many years, right? So this guy's super high level. And... Um, and so it's a real common, right? That's really common. But the, here's the way I look at it is um, I remember one time I was, you know, teaching in front of about 200 people and they said, oh, you're so confident up there and, you know, you, you just know what you're doing. And I said, I'm terrified. I said, do you think I'm confident? I said, I probably have 15 hours into rehearsing and I got up at 4 a.m. and rehearsed for three hours before I got up here to look confident. Yeah. I'm not confident. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And so that if I didn't have that fear yep. of, of looking bad or being an imposter, I wouldn't prepare. Right. Right. I wouldn't do the research that I do. Like anybody who knows me knows I'm a nerdy researcher and I'll get into the weeds on stuff. And that's what it is. Right. And so, you know, our strengths are often our weaknesses and our weaknesses are often our strengths. Yeah. So so don't run from that. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate that. And you're extremely humble. Right. And like what you were talking about, about being genuine earlier. And you said, like, what makes you successful? Uh, it's clear. 
it's the fact that you are just very genuine. You didn't come in with a big ego on, you know. Well, it's hard to come into this room with any sort of ego with you two. Well, I know, especially with Sean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Since Can you, your since... ego fit in the room with my ego? <laughs> <laughs> um, since you were a bold coach, I'll give you my favorite bold law. Oh, yeah. But it's people grow into the conversations that we have around them. Oh, yeah. And I found that just to be so true, both for me personally and for clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just that's that's my favorite one. Yeah. Okay, Mike. So, uh, if people want to know more, yep, how can they get in contact with you? Where can they go? Yeah, social media, email. You can give out your phone number if you want. Uh, you know, I don't know how that's working out for anybody else that gave out their phone number. I should check. Yeah, I mean, my phone number is not hard to find anyway. I think Rebecca but, uh, did. I think Rebecca's the only one that gave it away. Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at Mike Olson Realtor pretty hard olson the correct way with an o o l s o n and uh my website is mike olson dot realtor so okay pretty very easy. cool well thanks for spending some time with us so you know i love first of all i love how happy you are in the business yeah yep. you know which is is important yes. you know, mental health is very important right and being happy and, and very excited about what you're doing is really important and you look like you're just having a ball yeah no i am and I'm, i feel very very blessed to have uh been put in this position to do something that, that awesome when well, you've got a great business too well so thanks for stopping by today and spending some time with us appreciate it had a great time all right mike olson everybody thanks for listening in